Okay, we're firing it up. This is another episode of the Captain Lou podcast with your host, Captain Lou, and co-host, co-pilot. Co-Captain Luke. Co-Captain Luke. Yeah, Luke and I are, we are uh, actually equanimous in this endeavor. Um, (laughs) Is that a real word? No. Okay. Uh, I was worried. Follow, follow me for more <laughs> yeah. recipes. If like we had a proper laptop, I would actually Google equanimous. Yeah, I bet, I it, bet so it is. E-Q-U-A-N-I-M-I-O-U-S, equanimous. Yeah, it's probably, it's probably uh, in a state of equanimity, which equanimity is um, is related to anonymity is and it an... synonymity. Um, okay. And uh, equanimity means... Uh, we're of equal title. Oh, yeah, in like a professional is, environment. That's, yeah, environment. It might be equanimitous. I don't know. I'm just pulling these out of the hat of my butt. Yes, right. But um, yeah, it's the Captain Lou podcast. It's called the Captain Lou podcast, and it is Lou and Luke. Hmm. Luke, you've been you've been gone. I have been just La- for a couple of days. Though. Last week we, we we did three episodes in like one shot. We did indeed. Because you were going to be gone. You got a kid on the way. I got a child. Ch- his he's got a little wee bairn. A wee bairn. A wee bairn coming. Yes. Yes. And uh, so and uh, do you know the gender of this uh, the the sex the biological sex of this child? <laughs> yes, he's going to be a boy, a man. Yeah. A boy. A man child. My seed. Are you going to hold him aloft? Yes. It'll be like a like a Lion King type deal. Everything <laughs> like the light touches. Some sort of barbarian. Feel <laughs> yes. To it. Yes, dude. Yes. I can't wait. It is a man child. <laughs> yes. He's a man. <laughs> I, I'm, uh, I'm going to be a grandfather. Yeah, that's sick, dude. I found that Congratulations. out in the last week. I'm, I'm going to be a grandfather. I am. Gosh. It'll be my first grandchild. Our first grandchild, Judy and me. And, yeah. And uh, I, I called up some some relatives. I, I said, hey, you are going to be a grandfather. And they said, and this is really about where I come from, yeah. the Northeast. They said, well, now, you know, we'll see. <laughs> what does that mean, dude? It means, it means Jeez. It means, uh, they said, it's, it's a lot, long time and a lot of things that have to happen before there's a baby. So Gosh, don't, dude. don't get too excited. Jeez. I thought, why? Why would why wouldn't I go ahead and get excited, excited about, yeah. about the possibility of being a granddad? Well, right, because it might not happen. You know, <laughs> yeah, you never know. I was like, so you guys are like telling me not not to get happy, right? Because then if uh, if uh, if the baby doesn't make it through the term of gestation, yeah, that if I were happy about the coming of a baby, yeah, that I would then be more sad, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, and uh, you know what? I have a lot of respect for where people are coming from. <laughs> I mean, I follow the logic technically, but I don't but that, agree with I the don't overview. Agree, I don't agree with the logic. No, uh, I think any number of days during which you feel happy, yeah. Uh, if the reason is good, that that's a good. That's a good. That's a, a net gain. <laughs> yeah, a net gain. Yeah, <laughs> you know? seriously, right? And if uh, if some days come during which you feel really sad, yeah. At least you had some happy days before you got there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, does that Jeez. follow? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, better to love and lost than never have to loved at all. Well Type said. dealio, I, I guess. I like it. I you like know? it. So you went to Chicago. Chicago. And did you skate? I did I skate one time. You did. We went up to, what's that park called? It is uh, Asylum Indoor Skate Park. And it was a good time. I got to skate with good friends and... 
realize that I actually do like skateboarding with good friends and good people. Um, yeah, we had a good time. It was fun. We're, we're, uh, I saw that you, ah, <laughs> the legs. At what um, price? Just trying to cross my legs. <laughs> uh, I saw that you, uh, you posted on our, uh, cap, Captain Lou underscore, the, Captain the Lou. underscore Captain Lou underscore podcast. In TikTok. Tink Tonk. In, don't get me started. <laughs> Tink Tonk. Um, in TikTok. Yeah. When, or in, uh, Instagram. Yeah. Just for the granddaddies out here. Do you just go like the Captain Lou podcast? Because if you search, it's going to come up with the underscores. I think, anyway. yeah, I think if you just search the Captain Lou podcast, it comes up. See now yeah. that that relieves me of all of this underscore yeah stuff. Right? Yeah, you don't um, have to. It doesn't have to be super technical. Well, that's downright helpful. And I don't think Instagram or Tink Tonk lets you have spaces in between the words in your names, but I like the way that it looks spaced. So you just throw an underscore in there, and then we're like relevant, you know, we're finally relevant to the youth. Well, I'm depending <laughs> on you for that, Lou. You Gosh, are dude. how many? years younger than i am you're almost 50 i'm probably like 23 years younger than you are okay so we're a multi-generational dude multi skateboarding multi, podcast. multi-generational um, we touch upon motorcycling cycling um not not exactly uh, uh chopper builders well, but we run bikes and and like that and um i'm glad you went to chicago in the middle of the winter time yeah did you bring boots no, dude. So here's the thing. The first day, the first date I went on with my wife, I flew to Chicago. I never met her before. And my friend who I went to visit this time told me, he was like, Hey, you're going on a date. You should wear your Vans because he is more like, he's more attire minded, you know, like he is interested in a way that a person looks and thought it was important. And I trusted him because he's from Chicago and I was like, okay. So I went in my Vans and it was so cold. It snowed like six inches. It was horrible. Was it slushy? It wasn't slushy, thankfully, but it was frigid cold because it gets so cold out there. And I regretted my decision. So this time, all the way up to the point where I was walking out the door, I was like, I'm going to wear my boots 100%. And then for, I was just like, oh, my boots are going to be so clunky and this sucks. And so I just wore my shoes. And I wasn't too cold, but there were a couple times where I was like, you idiot, you did it again. And this time you knew, you know what I mean? So is this about, <laughs> is this about like trying to travel without checked luggage? Well, that's... Did you check a bag? No, thankfully. I just carry on and it's way easier. But part of my thought process, and it's a little bit silly in retrospect, was like, I don't have to take my boots off to go through security. And like, mm-hmm. and like boots, if you're walking somewhere for long periods of time, they mm-hmm. can be uncomfortable or at least cumbersome. So they're heavy. Yeah. And I have MTEs on, though they're very, very worn out. So I thought I'd split the difference and just What's go with my MTE. MTE. They're Vans like outdoor shoes, uh-huh. which are actually pretty sick. They were supposed to be waterproof and they have a reverse waffle grip. So they have more grip on the ice and the snow and other some such. They're actually pretty cool shoes for people who want something a little bit more tactical in I their Vans. It, I think it stands for multi terrain edition. And see, that's what I'm saying. Yes. I, I, I agree with you, even though I have no idea. <laughs> well, I'm, I, I, I'm of the following school of thought. If I'm going on a trip, yeah. I'm definitely not going to be skating. It simplifies everything. Yes. That's pretty rare. It's rare, yeah. So I don't know what the, what the flying concept is nowadays in terms of taking a skateboard. Well, you took your skateboard, didn't you? I did, but you have to be careful what airlines you use, and mm-hmm. it's always a gamble. Okay. Every time. This time what, I got what pretty... What can happen? Well, the worst case scenario is you get up to the gate, and they say you're going to have to check that, and you have to pay 60 bucks to gate check a thing. Wait. 
gate checking. Well, so I'm using the term gate check, which it wasn't the right term. Yes, actually check the bag. Because gate checking Go ahead. is, I mean, we've done that a million times, and gate checking has always been free. Yeah, so the worst case scenario is they actually make you check it and they take it down and they put it in the cargo hold of the plane. But that's what gate checking is. No, gate, well, yeah. they do, but gate they checking, don't bring it. what they it, do is they, yes. they pop open the side and they throw, throw it, it on in there. top of the luggage. Yes. And everything with the pink tag gets pulled, gets pulled and, brought, and brought to the gate. Yes. That's gate checking. The worst case scenario is they take it, put it in the luggage, and then you have to go pick it up at the carousel. And I've had to do that before and it really sucks. And, and do they make you swipe your card? Yeah, they make you pay for it. This, that's new. That's new me, and it's very new to me, and that's that's a big bummer. Yeah. Now, so, now the most likely thing that's going to happen, like maybe fifty percent of the time, is they'll they will gate check it for you. So they put a tag on it, they give you half of it, they and they take it from the gangway and bring it back up to the yeah. gangway, and you just get it. But what you get on maybe a more expensive airline is they just let you bring it on. And I put the first flight wasn't super packed, so I just put it in the overhead, and then. Second flight was pretty packed, but I was in the back row, so they just put it behind the seats in the back row, which is way better because you kind of just slide through and you don't have to stop anywhere or do anything. Um, and you can. What's sick about traveling with a skateboard though is, within the realm of responsible civics, you can ride your skateboard in the airport. You're kidding me. Yeah, like I in Chicago, they have like an from the front of the airport where you walk in to like you literally stepped are. on your board and and rolled yeah and the floor is super smooth and they have these walls in the chicago o'hare that kind of wave mm -hmm. and i like put it down pretty gently and just pushed a couple times and you can like slide in and out you can kind of roll the wave and honestly it was like such a breath of fresh air like i remembered i was like oh i really like doing this this is incredible i want to skateboard all the time this is yeah. so much fun like i am so out of that lane because the way i look um I have experienced being treated automatically like a criminal yes. several times yeah. in my life. Right. So I tend to be like, I really don't want to spend a night in jail. No. I really don't want, I mean, things escalate so fast that I tend to be really, I try to be really, Yeah. I don't know how to describe it. Like uh, civil or even beyond civil like I, tr you, I try to behave yeah. extremely professionally yes. in public yeah. so that I don't run as high a risk yes. of being profiled into treatment that I I do or do not deserve right um, especially in Europe ah I mean I was in Belgium and I sat down on my bags in a very you know you know, in America, you would just sit down on your bags at an airport. Yeah. And the cops were on me like Whoa. crazy. And, man, they were not chill. Dude. And, um, you know, I'm not a fan of Belgium. <laughs> um, just in general. I'm not. Yeah. Um, they're brusque. Uh, okay. They're very brusque. Sure. Yeah. And the, are they very socially minded as well? They're, like they're also very... terse. Terse. Yes, they, Jeez, they're very commanding and yeah. brusque and terse. The over-the-counter, the the yeah, culture just is just care. the culture is is a very consistently brusque culture. There are different ways to be rude. Yeah. Um, the way in which the Belgian culture appears to be rude to the American sensibility, it's all relative. Yes. There are no moral issues here. Yeah. But the ways that that feels like friction to mm. me as an American is that the Belgian culture is automatically 
angry at you <laughs> right. for being stupid. Ah. Uh. And as an American, yeah. you're just not exactly sure. Or as uh, an aging punk rocker or as a, you know, whatever. However this is, you you just aren't in touch with why you're stupid. Is it like, you know. so Chicago and New York are similar in that no, way? I'm used to both of those. Well, I'm interested by the differences because I feel like in Chicago there's like an, there's an equality because everybody just accepts the fact that everybody else is going to be pretty much totally geared towards whatever they're doing at all times. Okay. And because everybody's like that, there is an equality in play wherein everybody's kind of just looking out for themselves. They're not worried about other people. And if you're being stupid, everybody yeah. feels the freedom to say that to another person. I'll break it down with an example. Go ahead. Uh, sit down at a restaurant. I'm the first one they come to. They want to know what you want to drink. Yes. So I order a Wobble Pop. I yeah. can't remember. Uh, you know, yeah, I like a, a Bud Light. Yeah, or something. Right? Yeah, right. So, and then as people are going around and ordering, yeah. and the guy has a little you know thing he's tapping it into or whatever. Sure. And as everyone goes around and they're ordering... I realize, like, I'm an idiot. I okay. just ordered an American Wobble Pop, and I should be ordering a Stella. Because yeah. Stella is brewed right there yeah, right. in Belgium where I was. Sure. So I'm like, when everyone's finished and there's a pause, yeah. I say, excuse me, I'd like to change mine to a Stella. Yeah. And the guy turns to me and he says, no. He literally told you no? Oh, so are you surprised? <laughs> Dude, I am. That's wild. Okay. Yeah. Well, but he didn't just tell me no. Yeah. He told me no with obvious intent of scorn. Yeah, like you're stupid. Why, like this you is thinking? a completely ridiculous thing. Yeah. And uh, I said, because I'd been to Belgium several times by then, probably three. Yeah. So you you like know what you're handling. You're right. You know what you're doing. I said, no, it's easy. <laughs> you just hit the button. Just change it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He yeah. says, I can't change it. And I said, no, yeah, you can. <laughs> I want a Stella. You're bringing me a Stella. Stella. And it was like... And, it, and I got a Stella. Jeez. And, and at, the, at that point, I feel like maybe... Uh, maybe I was speaking the language. Yeah. So, like... Because is you that know, the way that they interact with I each other know. as I well? I've been there, but okay. I haven't lived there. Sure. Yeah. I may have been completely inappropriate and embarrassing to my hosts. Okay. I know that I've been an embarrassment to my hosts. <laughs> yeah. So American. I know that I have. Yeah. Right. I'm just too too bubbly, too too vibey. I don't know. Yeah. Not dried out enough. I don't know. Right. But I know that um, there was a huge change when I was walking in a town called Leuven. Mm-hmm. And in Leuven, there was a bar. And outside the bar, they had scooters that had been chopped into, like, raked-out choppers. That's kind of sick. They looked like little, tiny, itty-bitty baby Harleys. That's kind of cool, They dude. were sick, right? That's pretty badass. And I was walking with my son, and I was like, look at this. Yeah. Look, will you look at that? <laughs> just will look at you it. Will you just look at that? Would you, know, you look at that? Him, yeah. And we went inside the bar. And dude, the guy who owned the bar came out and he was like, oh, it's so nice to have you here. We love these things, yada, 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 yeah, yeah. yada. We were sure. just talking about these sick chops they were doing on these. Because everyone rides scooters there. And they were taking the scooters and doing something with them that I just, I loved. Yeah, totally. So I was really happy about, uh, I was really happy about that connection. Because sure. they were extremely warm and interested and curious. Sure. 
Um, you know, another story. Yeah. I went uh, to a skate park in Lofen. Okay. Which is a really nice concrete skate park. And it's at their their um, athletic plex. Yes, or right. whatever sort it is. Right. And um, just a big place, giant swimming pool. And they have a nice skate park on the side of it. And right. It was wintertime, you know, but uh, it was warm enough to skate. Sure. And... Um, I wanted a coffee. You know, I went in with one of my sons and I, you know, I said, get a coffee. And so I'm like, ordered a coffee. And then I wanted some uh, half and half, you know, some cream. Yeah, why not? And so I said to the guy, hey, can I get some cream for my coffee? Yeah. And guess what he said? No. He said no. Perot. And and that was an earlier time. Yeah, yeah, that was sure. years before the last time with the beer. And I yeah. said, uh, I said no. Yeah. He said you should have told me when you ordered it. Jeez. And and being myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, I don't know if this was the wrong or the right thing to do, but being myself. <laughs> yeah. I said, um, I did tell you. <laughs> you just straight up were like, yeah. I, I said, like, I did tell you. And yeah. he says, when did, what? And I said, yeah, I told you right now. I want some <laughs> yeah. cream for my coffee. This isn't hard. Yeah. Give me some cream for my coffee so I can yeah. have cream in my coffee. Right. And again, like so angry, like super, wow. super pissed off. Like if, if your Starbucks barista were that angry at you. Yeah. They would be written up by their manager. Yeah, like, right. Like, there's no question that, sure. that in our culture, that level of anger is completely inappropriate. That's right. like coming to blows yeah, right. level anger. Um, as a New Yorker, as a person who's in the Midwest, I've done time in Chicago. I've done sure. time in, in big cities. I've done time in southern cities. Uh, this is the way people act when they're ready to escalate and go to blows with one another. Sure. And I'm just experiencing it, trying to get some cream. Like, <laughs> yeah, okay. like Baro. And right. so, you know, and then there's when the cops like rousted me yeah, hard right. for putting my bag down and popping a squat on my bag. Were you in this? Were you in the airport or outside Yeah, I was of it? inside the airport. Wow. And uh, I was riffraff. Jeez. I could tell. I, my son Jeez. and I both were we we were being treated as as riffraff. Yeah. So it was it was like, you know, and I mean, I is it is it their perception of Americans? They I, like I immediately have, have a disrespect from your experience. Yeah, wow. I don't okay. think so. I don't know if they can tell we're Americans or not. I don't look like most Americans. I got well, a crazy long beard. Yeah. Um, and the tattoos, it probably doesn't help them. I probably do look like an I don't know, man. I don't know what they do when the Red Bull team goes through. Yeah. I don't know what yeah, they're going to do with, with the hooligans coming yeah. out of America. Maybe that's why they treat me that <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, right, because they you just know? hate them. It is. I'm really interested by different cultures because it really shows. We're discussing we're Belgium, by the way. Yeah, it's yeah, Belgium. Yeah. It's Belgium. It's very different. And I kind of like... Like Chicago, there's something that I really enjoy about the fact that a person isn't going to hide the way that they feel about something. Like they're, we're not playing some weird verbal communication game in which, right. like, you know, you have to guess how a person is feeling. No, they're just going to let you know. And yeah, hopefully in those situations, you can feel free to let them know how you feel as well. And there's an honesty there that I feel is equitous. Equitous. I guess. Just equus. Did I just make up another word? No, I hope I did. You should just use equus. It means horse in Latin. Equus. <laughs> it's like a horse in Latin. We have a yeah. horse graphic up there. Look at that. Yeah. That's sick. Oh, you can catch that. Bone, bone horse. Like of course. Bone horse is there. It's a boneless Also, horse. Skull Guy is here. 
Well, and all kinds of stuff. It's nice talking about Belgium, but yeah. we actually have a couple of things that we want to talk about today. In this episode, and we're like 19 minutes in before on. we break down what we're going to talk about. We're it's idiots. fine. Um, we are going to talk about, uh, we've got some news uh, that has hit the uh, wire. Um, we want to talk about the uh, hyphenate and barracks. Yes. And we want to talk about um, R.I.P. with respect, Jake Phelps. Yeah. Article that came out. Yeah. And um, and uh, the one is not heavy. The other is very heavy. Yeah. So, and all of these, these are all beginning conversations about these. We're new at podcasting. And yeah. You know what? We're going to, we're going to kill it. I think so we're too. We're going to do a great job. I think so too. So, I'm, uh, oh yeah. And also we've had our little bit of redecorating yeah. here in the, uh, the upper sanctum. <laughs> we've got a big old board rack that goes basically from floor to ceiling you can't see it yeah it'll you know for the youtube and facebookers um we've got that uh we've got um Put all some stuff. changes to some of the stuff on the wall and the rest of the room is also different because yeah. we are looking at a certain likelihood of probably changing camera angle yeah and also having some guests up here yeah it, it's doable. It feels like such a travesty they can't see the sick cutout on shall this. I, shall I unplug? If you feel bold enough, is my the friend. Is closed enough? The, I won't hear. Push it closed for him. Don't hold on. Wait. It's okay. So on the on the wall behind us, I cut I cut a uh, POP. Such a sick poster. Photo. You should never cut an, an <laughs> ancient poster of great value. I cut it around the door so the door works. You literally just cut it, dude. I did. Gosh, and bold. then we've got our board rack and the art wall will will grow and change. And then over here, I feel like maybe the best view is, is this. Yeah, one. dude. Getting there where you can see <laughs> that's the desk we sit at. It's here a really are. nice desk. And the best view in the house is that we've got this guy on the ground. He comes in here and he sleeps. He makes cute little grunting and sighing noises <laughs> and he farts out. Toxic clouds. Horrible, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. He just farts and farts. Oh, that's so farts. funny. See, we've got this like lean to, or not lean to, um, a uh, like bunk a, bed? A loft. A loft. <laughs> Storage above. And then podcasting below. And it's not a bad size room. It's a small room. Here's a window that we're going to replace with actually a storm door. And, um, yeah, so we'll give you a little bit of a workshop tour. Yeah, Once this, when the storm door is installed, I think that'll be very interesting because um, uh, the, the storm door will uh, be an occasion for us to sit outside yeah on the uh what do you call it uh, there's a little sitting porch on the top of the front roof there and uh we'll just sit out there with a paintball gun and shoot cop cars oh my gosh dude <laughs> that's not true Jeez. <laughs> oh my gosh no one of these days um when we hit the wire big time we're gonna get us a gopro that has the front facing camera on yeah That'd be sick. Up there. Yeah. And a wide angle lens on yeah. it. And then we might actually do a second angle and edit. Yes. But that is where we're starting to get into, like, serious stuff. The other thing that I would like to be able to do, and I don't know if it's possible. Yeah. I'd like to mount a green screen backdrop. Oh, sick. On the ceiling. Yeah. That can come down behind me when I'm sitting at the desk. Yeah. And I'd like to start green screen casting. Oh. Um, like, do... do uh, video breakdowns and stuff sure because the first story of the day is gifted hater who is 
honestly, I love this guy. Yeah, he's good, dude. Um, he's good for us. Whether you know, whether whether people, I think everyone loves Gifted Hater right now, pretty much. I don't think there's a lot of, um, uh, I don't think there's a lot of social capital or, um, uh, I don't think there's a lot of social capital involved in um, hating on what used to be a very, it used to be, this is so hard to talk about. Go ahead. It used to be the case not too long ago that anyone that came out and began to poke at some of these things, mm -hmm. they used to get crushed. Yeah. And a good uh, a good example is Gary Rogers and um, Skateline, Skateline NBD, out of Metro. Yeah, they were a Midwest operation, and Gary came out, and I remember how precious it was because he came out and he straight made fun of, he ridiculed yeah. what was ridiculous, right? And he don't always agree. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't share the same takes that early Gary Rogers had on things, but the fact that somebody was stirring the pot and causing there to be just laughter and yeah. conversation about things that are subjectively ridiculous, <laughs> yeah, right, it meant a lot to me. Absolutely, I really enjoyed it. Right, and then boom. I mean, I don't know how far in, but not too many episodes in, Thrasher bought it. Yeah. But before that. I, I watched Gary Rogers going on the wire and like walking back the fact that he had made fun of this or that person. Sure. And if you haven't committed a moral infraction hmm. or a serious ethical infraction, mm -hmm. do not apologize hmm. always make it worse if you have expressed a perspective look every perspective is partial yep they're ne you're never going to be comprehensive so you're never going to be 100 percent everything to everyone all the time yeah and in media like that when you're spoofing or when you're critiquing or you know or ridiculing you have to stand your ground. Yep. And I watched uh, Gary Rogers walk it back, and then I watched it get bought by Thrasher, and I watched it become what it is now. Yeah. And I, it's my opinion that what Skateline NBD is now sure. is mostly a prop for yes. the mainstream stuff. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't like the mainstream stuff. Yeah. You know, when I look at the, when I look at what they're doing and what they're about, right? I just think they're trying to get us all to party. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. I think it's really about, uh, I think it's really about a culture of sad clout and partying and stuff like that. Uh, I certainly don't need any of the mainstream to keep me skateboarding. Sure. You know, and I don't think you do either. But I really, uh, I really like if they'd occupy themselves with other things. But um, Gifted Hater Go ahead. has done a, a breakdown on the, um, the, and wouldn't it, wouldn't this, what I think is kind of a golden age we're entering into, wouldn't it have to start with the barracks? <laughs> Dude, well. Let's just hope it doesn't end there. 
Yeah. The barracks is the low-hanging fruit of skateboard media and cultural critique. Right. It is the lowest-hanging fruit. I mean, it, you can't you can't take six steps in the barracks without running into something that just needs to be ridiculed. Yeah. Right. Um, this rhetoric that emerges from the barracks about core skateboarding always has yeah. from since forever ago. Sure. Uh, I guess. 14 years now of the barracks um it's just it's ridiculous yeah um all of this talk about core skateboarding as if it's some sort of like uh huge institution yeah it's like an ethereal like yeah like an ethereal philosophy that's impossible to define and completely authoritative. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the problem. That's that's the inconsistency that's so painful to swallow. Is like, oh, you know, it's just this thing. You know, it's what you know. We're core, but like, don't don't ask any questions or don't do anything. But you, you should always do what you want, though, because skateboarding is for you. But it's not, though. Definitely but don't wear those shoes and don't push like oh, that. Doesn't you know? the entire core <laughs> argument yeah. really hinge on where you can shop and what you can buy? Yeah, kind of weird how that happens. Huh? Any time I used to say this thing. And when I was running my brand, I would say, question authority. Right. Especially douchey retail authority. <laughs> yeah. You know, right. you can tell it's douchey because it makes you not feel good about yourself. Yeah, right. And, um, and... <laughs> Gosh, that's so funny. It's so funny because that's, um... <laughs> when it comes to, uh... I'm self-editing. Go ahead. Because... When it comes to, like, not a week goes by of putting out content yeah. that I don't get accused somewhere, somehow, yes. of being a bully. Yeah, I know, dude, right? Um, That's hilarious. Playing the bully card yeah. is so interesting because you look at who's pulling the bully card. Yeah. And it's like three fingers point back at you bro yeah um you were yeah have that. like the mild drama that that uh tried to blow up about uh us talking about kickflips dude that's so funny somehow that got turned into so um, funny. me um coming at kids yes about kickflips yes um and like they should do them or they shouldn't skate they're doing right them. i will i will definitely say listening back to the way i talk um mm. i'm I'm pretentious. I'm, Ridiculously pretentious. You really feel that way? Oh, yeah. Come on, I know, dude. I with know. the 50 cent words and all that no, stuff. I don't think... Uh, well, I mean, I'm obviously biased, but... Well, thanks for being biased. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I'm biased, but I don't think that that's necessarily true. I mean, part of the... And I'm not even going to call it the problem. Part of what was happening is that I pulled a segment out of an, you know, a 15-minute running like it was thought that we were following probably a rant i think that we were i don't that, i, I think do. it's unfair I, but i think it's unfair i think that language is kind of charged with some negative aspects we were following a thought and the way that we move across ideas is not necessarily linear and I, the reason i posted it is exactly the reason why we're getting all the comments like oh you guys can't skate why oh, are you, it was a good you know? clip though I, I, well I and, and and the point is to be provocative on purpose and part of the reason i pulled i cut it the way that i did is to give people like three quarters of the thought and kind of leave it hanging to let them fill it in and if you wanted to know more you could go watch it which is part of the you know way you do tink tonk are you trying to put a hook in them yeah i was trying to hook them and it worked <laughs> because you know like people are on there like blah blah blah, blah you know 
all you know like it's it's just funny because that's what they were accusing us of saying if you listen to it carefully was exactly the opposite of what we were saying um and, and i i'm happy to get get treated like i'm a bully yeah um because right. i'm getting treated like a bully while i'm contributing my thoughts and words into the ether yes they're always just a little perspective of right it. and um well that was that was good but i digress i it, would just quickly yeah. I, I i just to add on a thought i think it's actually kind of cool that we're actually while we are platforming our own ideas and opinions and ethics onto the worldwide intergalactic sphere we're actually giving people the space to speak their mind even if we disagree with them and that's something that skateboarding has historically done pretty poorly, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So the fact that we're not, like, pulling people's comments or getting on there and arguing with people, like, no, this is an open space. You can, like, say whatever you want as well. You know, if you disagree with us, then that's fine. It's kind of a cool deal because what we're giving our opinions, and we always say, for what it's worth, I end all of our posts for what, for what it's worth. Because it's such a good tagline. Because we're not saying that we're king of the castle. We're giving an, a perspective that you can either take it or leave it you know and it's it's also funny because people definitely do identify themselves in the comments as being the very thing that we're advocating you know or you know participating in the ethical principles that we're advocating against which is just hilarious but it's cool because they're listening to it you know i mean uh, yeah um one thing that's difficult having been 20 something years in this area where right. i live is I like these guys. I know. I actually, I really like them. Right. I know that that might be hard to believe, but I actually don't think that skateboarding is the be-all, end-all, perfect purpose of existence. Yes. And I think it's a great platform yeah. for ideas and personalities that you don't always run into. Right. Um, some of which are mine. <laughs> yeah, right. And Luke's. Yeah. Um, and... Ideas are funny things because a lot of ideas are opinions. Yep. And everyone has them and most of them stink. <laughs> and that's goes that's granted in the whole thing. So right. if you listen to an opinion podcast, then you're going to have... It feels like we didn't learn how to do this. Yeah. Like somewhere in our, in our backgrounds um, as a people, hmm. that we didn't learn how to experience someone critiquing yeah a mainstream yeah and in skateboarding that's particularly troubling to me yes. because our mainstream culture is governed strongly and tightly by industry corporate media conglomerations that yeah. are all selling us things right and at the wholesale level where the brands are, they've got weird corporate holding companies and, and right. international business arrangements running them. Yeah. And then that trickles down to the, the core shops right. who have operated like the freaking shock troops of enforcement. Yeah. Whether it's what kind of pants or socks or shoes you're buying, brands on your shirt, brands on your board. I have multiple stories from my city of the the Nike Adidas core shop that has has the capture of all the industry activity and cultural activity. Right. 
Um, like if someone shows up at their thing and they're not welcome, then the sponsored <clears throat> riders will give them a shove. Jeez. And, yeah. you know, really, it, it, they've really got it locked down. Right. And they're shock trooping for short, short said thrasher. Yeah. Um, it ain't trans world. I know, dude. That's picking on you for not being street enough in the right. 2000, early 2000s. You had to be street, no right. park, no round wall. Yeah. Then it uh, somehow opened up. I mean, they, and then every time it opens up, there's no apology for the years of, of bullying right. that they did. There's no editorial apology or story of personal growth coming from the editorial level of Thrasher. Right. They just, they just move on. Oh, we don't gay bash now. We right. yeah, as if we never did. Right. There's no heartfelt apology for like a ton of a ton of stuff that's gone on, and I, I have a feeling a, one of the reasons why is because there's so many skeletons, so much legacy is at stake. Yeah. That if we're going to have proper editorial journalism, opinion journalism going on, yeah. we better start with the barracks. Yeah, the barracks is a fairly new institution. It's a fairly its transgressions mm. are fairly mild. Its personality, sure, you know, it's my it's it's business integrity stuff, right? So like everybody's gonna pillory Steve Barra, right? For for the kind of stuff that Steve Barra was gonna do, right? He was always gonna do those things, sure. And um, I'm wondering, you know, now like the the real looking back. Looking at the work of Big Brother, sure. looking at that whole era, you know, nobody wants, oh, they're all like, that's in the past, man. And I'm like, you know what's funny about when you don't come to terms with what's in the past? Yeah. Is it's actually in the present, too. Yep. Like, coming to terms with it doesn't mean heads have to roll. Right. But it does mean, it means that words have to be spoken. Right. And um, that's why, that's what we're here for. Yeah. To say, yeah, no. Back in the 90s and the 2000s, I didn't think it was good. I don't think it was good. I think overall it was it was a damaging to humanity culture. It's overly hedonistic. It's in, inconsiderate of sure. you know, it's inconsiderate of serious considerations. When you say it, what do you what are can you define it? Mainstream predominant yeah. skateboard culture, Big sure. Brother, Thrasher. Yeah. You know, I, I think that that um they were very successful at driving the more, you know, the kinder, gentler forms of skateboarding out of business. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of tactic and a lot of history that doesn't reflect well on the, on the ethical considerations. It's a free market. Yeah. They tackled the free market. They dominated. Um, is that good for them? Is that bad for us? Right. Um, there's not a lot of profit in saying yes or no, but I will say this, that every time someone began to ridicule or... Or pull at any of those threads. Right. They either got shut down or bought up. Yep. And what I love about podcasting is yeah. we're not for sale. Yep. <laughs> right we're here. Right. So yeah. Upshot of gifted hater and um, and the hyphenate. What I loved and really challenged my thinking about it was that gifted hater really put a lot of the responsibility on joey the hyphenate sure um really put the responsibility back on joey that by the time steve barra had mistreated him several times he should have known this isn't going to work out and t uh, in my 
in my uptake from mm-hmm. the gifted hater thing. Uh, basically, um, what it seems like uh, Joa, who is gifted hater, was saying was, you should have known that none of this was going to work out and you were getting getting scammed because this guy was, you know, was mistreating you. And so why did you go deeper and deeper with a guy? And I, what I loved about it was Joey from the hyphen it jumped on the comments and was like, thanks so much. It was really even treatment. And Dang. it was super professional, super Jeez. ethical. Right. And, um, and gifted kind of ran down Joe over Joey, over his media. Like the, he doesn't have that many views. His right. acumen isn't that great. He's not that big. Sure. He should have known that someone as low level as he is, wasn't going to get really considered seriously by, the barracks sure i don't necessarily disagree or agree um i think that it the part i tend to pay attention to is the adults in the room yeah um are supposed to conduct themselves ethically yeah they didn't nope words were spoken right we all grew right this was good (laughs) this was good (laughs) this was good i think the thing that i've It's not that I don't like it. I think that there is an aspect to gifted haters take within that lane of reasoning. Victim blaming? Yeah. I mean, you can move in that direction (laughs) really quick. It's a little victim blaming. Yeah, it's a little victim blaming because it appears from the information that I currently have that Joey treated the barracks and Barra with integrity and that he he received non-integritous... Not the integrity was not there on the receiving end from Steve Barris specifically. So I, but I do think that within that, this framework of this conversation that you could give critique, which yeah. is maybe what gifted hater did. He did. But I think it's important not to lose the bigger picture because, and he didn't, which is awesome because yeah. having been in conversations and interactions with people who, uh, like to subvert conversation, especially around topics that are really matter, that's such a good way to cloud a conversation is by flipping it on the person who's spoken up and and critiquing the things that they did poorly instead of focusing on the point. And I yeah. al- and I also but it, but it's not go illeg- ahead. it's not illegitimate. I don't think so either. To consider, yeah, I thought that that gifted haters take was a little heavy. Sure. On sort of. I don't feel that he. I don't feel that he victim blamed. No. Although I think that case could be made. Um, I thought it was a little bit heavy right. on how low level the hyphen it was, and he never should have expected this or that. And sure. I asked. I asked myself, what built in Joey the hyphen it, the expectation right. that X, Y, or Z was going to happen, and it was all based on. A, a heavy hitter in the skateboarding industry, right? Making verbal and email, which email is, um, email is admissible in court. Text messaging can only be admissible after data analysis, like vetting, actually has to be vetted, right? Um, because uh, most text messages are admitted to court as graphic. Okay, but email is. You can you can prove. I don't know about the state laws yeah, of yeah. California, but sure. I know in many states that you can prove verbal contractual ag- arrangement through right. email. Right. So email is where business gets done. Yep. And email receipts are a bigger deal than most things. And guys like 
in the industry who are responsible for their own reputations. Sure. Um, they are supposed to. They're supposed to operate with a certain accountability. Yeah. And I think accountability is what is coming. Sure. In the skateboarding culture and industry. Right. Um, that segues into our second news story, which is a heartbreaking article that was published. Um, who published it? It was a San Francisco Tribune. I sent it to you. Let me look yeah. really quick. Um, it, oh, the SF Standard, I think. The San Francisco was. Standard. Yeah. And who's the author of that? Let me look really quick. Yeah. Yep, it's the FS Standard, and the author was uh, David. Don't know how to say the last name. Maybe you got it. Let's see. Oh, Sjostedt. Wow. S J O S T E. What is it? D T. No, there's a J in there. S J O S T E D T. Yeah, Sjostedt. Okay. That is like Norwegian. Yeah, or that's something. sick, bro. That's a that's I like, like a, it. Uh, Danish or Norwegian last yeah, name. Yeah, absolutely. Well, David Sjostedt from the San Francisco Standard published an article. Yeah. That was heartbreaking. Yes. And I don't know how I already knew, but um, uh, the well-beloved former senior editor at Thrasher Magazine, Jake Phelps, passed away three, four years ago. Yeah. Three. I think it was like, oh, go ahead. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And Jeff Grosso passed away after him. 2019. Yeah. March 19. And Mark Scott Red. No, uh, Monk. Yes. Monk from Grindland Line passed away before that. Yeah. And Dylan Reeder passed away before that. Right. And there's two others that they mention in here as there well. There are. They're not as nationally known. Mark and there are so many more who yes. passed away. In fact, I heard recently that fentanyl overdose, they all died from opiates. Yeah. Opiate overdose. Yeah. And I have been hearing a statistic being bandied about that I would invite our readers, listeners, and viewers to verify for themselves hmm. that opiate overdose or opioid, which yes. is synthetic yeah, opiates, yeah. Yeah. right? Opiate and opioid overdose is the number one killer in America this year. Really? Is that true? That's dark. Will you Google that? Yeah, all right. I'd I'd like to know by what statistical analysis analysis that could be true. Because I've been hearing this, and when I've heard it, and I know that I have looked into it a little bit, the case for saying that is relatively strong. And... I've been saying, like, the upshot of skateboarding culture in, in the, 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 in the, like, at the thrasher level mm-hmm. has been this, um, like, this, this, to encourage a lifestyle of a kind of hedonism that's not philosophically sound mm. and that really wants you to party like a rock star, yeah. wants you to get hurt. Um, yeah. Wants you wants you to pay the dues. Sure. Get hurt, and wants you to have a homie crew that's all about the hugs and high fives, mm. and it really goes hand in hand with the encouragement of 
substance abuse. Yes. Lots of alcohol. And the dangers of alcohol abuse are self-evident. Yeah. But because it's so pervasive, people really aren't on their game about it. Yeah. But the dangers of these other substances, I mean, we had a, a local skate legend here who for some years went by the Instagram handle xyz my name takes pills Jeez, dude. this was a shop sponsored by the kingmaker shop that gets people sponsored into california from cincinnati um, this was the front facing attitude of cincinnati skateboarding sure at basically the highest level of cincinnati and this young man was talented yeah and this was when dylan reader was still alive sure that I made the joke to this. He was just a kid to me. He was probably 21. Um, I was 40-something probably. And uh, I made that funny joke. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. Is this the Dylan Reader look? Where, uh, where, is this where I go to sign up for the Dylan Reader look-alike contest? Right. And uh, it was funny because there was just a drama on Gifted Hater some months back between two notable pros about one of them changing his look. Sure. Um, one of them had been associated with Dylan Reader and the other one was uh, had come up and gotten into that circle. Sure. And had reinvented his look based on that aesthetic, you know, the like yeah. tight dickies that yes. are too short. Yep, 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 which yep. Is, I don't think they're too short. Like low-cut shoes. Yes, low-cut yeah, low like shoes. slip-ons. There you go. And on a flannel that fits really well. Or a, or a wife beater. A wife beater. A, a t-shirt, yeah. you know. With a tiny hat. Yes, yes right. Dude, so yeah. he, he reinvented himself. He had had a bunch of looks before that, and he settled in. Right. And also with um, good hair. Yeah. This particular yes. skater was... Um, Elijah Burl. Yeah. And I think Elijah Burl's like style as just a guy in skateboarding. Um, I don't care how Elijah Burl's pants fit. That's yeah, fine. Um, I don't know. I've never had a conversation with Elijah Burl. And, and of the interviews in long form I've seen of him, I'm, you know, it's ho-hum. Yeah. You know, um, me and my skateboard, we have our own thing. <laughs> we have our own thing, do. bro. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I don't feel like skateboarding is trying to kill me. I jump on my skateboard. I roll around. I right. do some frontside grinds. I do that stupid uh, stupid trick I always do. You know the one. Up to 50 times. Yes. You know, and yes. I'm happy. Yeah. And then I pull a groin muscle. Uh-huh. That's fine. I'm still happy and still finish the session. That yeah. happened to me this month. I pulled a, I pulled a hip flexor. And um, it's imp- it's greatly improved. It was just a bump muscle pull. Yeah, sure. You know. Um, but watching one guy go after another guy in a Twitter battle over you, now you changed your look, you think you're part of this or part of that. Yeah. That's fine. That's all fine. But the encouragement to take pills, the encouragement to do drugs, yep. the just endorsement, I think that's yeah, the Yeah, no, word. it's a full on endorsement. Yeah. By the, by the prevailing culture. Like, yeah, we should just party, which is yeah, what they say. Say that again. It, the, it's an endorsement by the prevailing culture to party. And not like party hard to a large degree. I'm sure it's different in different scenes, but uh, it's definitely the scene in Thrasher. And and the guy who owns Thrasher, which I don't know what his name is, I can't remember. California Land Surfer. Um, he even said in this article 
Oh, the, ar the article is an absolute slayer. What's the title of the article? Uh, it's called "The Killer of a Skateboarding Legend Went Unnamed for Years." Could deaths have been prevented? Question mark. Not even by a skateboarding source, too, which is a little bit bothersome. To oh, me. yeah, it's not Thrasher Magazine, yeah. or it's not. I'm Jay mad. Um, yeah, it's. I'm like, actually angry because, yes. like, I was. You may have noticed I'm angry. I have a low opinion of Jenkum Magazine. Yes. Because when it came to women's issues in skateboarding, yep. they wrote some puff pieces. When it came to yep. when it came to skateboarding, finally wrapping its head around not making fun of people's personal sexual predilections, yep. Jenka magazine act you know, again does does relatively low low level work. That's an opinion. Yeah, sure. Come at me, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, because what they do is they look at how great it is that we've got women and how great it is that we're done with this sexual uh er erotic bigotry you know, yeah, yeah, er yeah. Er you know and and then they act like it's so great but they, they i think it really needs to be said that like yeah but thrasher and big brother sucked because of this <laughs> yeah they were really bad sure i knew it when i was young i know it now you didn't you liked it right because you were like a, a hedonist and you were on your boy thing and I don't know. I was a kid. Yeah. But as a kid, I knew that that was lame. Sure. And stupid. Right. And I, I crit. I criticized that. Yes. Now, um, I was asking you to re-say that thing. Yeah. About the endorsement. Yeah. Because, because uh, what I, what I saw here was. Yeah. That when a gifted, talented writer with good fashion sense. Go ahead. Decides to put takes pills as their Instagram handle. Right. Yeah. They don't get pulled into the skate shop by the power that be and, right. and who regulates everything. Yeah. And told, hey man, you're blowing it. Kids are dying. Yeah. People are dying. Yeah. And this was before we lost Grosso. This was before we lost Monk. This yep. was before we lost Phelps. This was yep. before we lost Dylan. Right. This this was before and so many other deaths. Yeah. Read the title of that article again. The title is as follows. The killer of a skateboarding legend went unnamed for years. Could deaths have been prevented? I remember discussing this with you and another friend right when this happened. And I was like, well, does anybody know how he died? And everybody in their heart knew, but there was no source to go to about it. You know what I mean? Like everybody was like, oh, it's probably drugs. I caught and it. Here it was. I caught it in comments mm -hmm. that got removed. Yeah. I caught it by lurking social media from i can't remember who and i did sure. i don't have receipts but it is my recollection foggy as that may be yes. that i caught it in comments from someone that i felt was an authority on the topic right and i didn't like talking about it because i didn't have any receipts on it sure but now we know well and even i i've been highly critical of the way that the skateboarding industry has handled p-stone's death because every year they have a P-Stone Invitational and everybody gets hammered drunk hammered and drives drunk. home drunk. You know what I mean? I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, people well, went to prison. Somebody died. Like, this is how we celebrate this is by saying, oh, hell yeah, that was awesome. You know what I mean? I'll tell you, I want to say something, man. We look at the rise of neck face. These are public people put in places of really inf high influence. Right. And by merit of that influence, they have high authority. Yeah. And whoever has chosen Neckface to be a, a front and center personality, a persona in 
the level of skateboarding at the DIY lower bobs level is oh my gosh I am so gonna get beat up dude <laughs> I'm, I'm a dead man walking oh, that's because I'm calling it as I see it mm. and the rise of neck neck face is a big mistake that we are making sure that is he clean now I don't know enough about neck face I'll tell you this I know mm. enough about neck face to know that you don't know sure I don't even know if he was dirty I don't know if he was an addict. None of this is is the story. Even well, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I'm just asking what drives that opinion about Neckface then? Like what what are you seeing that you're like no this doesn't make any sense? Well, because Neckface and his art and mm-hmm. his persona yeah are that lurking class super gnar you yeah. know, I had a guy who got in my face so hard back in the day. And he was like, respect the gnar, Lou. And I was like, no, you know, like, I I respect the diversity of art offerings that exist in skateboarding. Sure. But if there's something, like, don't sexualize children. Yeah. And that means if you run a skate shop and you have sexually explicit graphics in your skate shop, you put those where kids don't see them. Yeah. I know a skate shop that I've been to many times. With people who I love working there. They got a table right when you walk in that place. Yeah. And I saw them under two managements. And every time, and for this I have receipts. Yeah. You walked in and there was sexually provocative material in skateboard graphic form on this just waist level table displayed to the door. Sure. When kids walked in. They saw butts and boobs and poop and yeah, puke right. and drug use and suicide on that table right. displayed because that's our proud heritage as skateboarders. Right. And when I see neck face, I'm looking at even more of just the same stuff. And yeah. don't get me started. Don't get me started because, like... <sighs> I'm not even appealing to religious sensibilities here. I'm re- I'm appealing to what I feel like are inherent moral compass points yeah. in humanity. Sure. Don't sexually scandalize children. There's a shop I love that I don't want to speak ill of. Sure. But this isn't ill speech. Right. If you're a skate shop owner and you've got boards that come black bagged and you unblack bag them and put them on the wall, if you've got party pictures on the wall, Polaroids from a party, and there's there's nudity in those and and behavior like that, yeah, don't put those in your skate shop where right. they're gonna they're gonna damage the yes. innocence right. of children. Well, I would say that a, a huge portion of skateboarding really got off on that, right. I really, really got gratification from initiating children into right. what this one artist called the Nar. Yeah. And I'm sorry, friends. That's the damage. You're, that's that's not the Nar. Right. The, some good frontside grind is Nar. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's sexually scandalizing the innocence of children. Yeah. And now this is about opiate abuse. Right. And I would say there's been fairly little explicit encouragement to go take opiates. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But it's there, man. Yeah. uh, Yeah. And uh, just 
there is some subjective line somewhere inside of me and I think inside of all of us in which you you move past like, yeah, let's all just be hedonists into actually believing that hedonism is the way to go because that that's the, my problem with hedonism because I like the fact that people should basically be able to do whatever they want. But I think people should understand that from my perspective, hedonism leads to a lifestyle in which you can't, it's totally postmodern. It's totally, morals are totally subjective. Oh, there is no right, right and wrong. You know, the fact that Phelps I, died with a guitar string around his arm with fentanyl in his system and just fentanyl. I, no, no, I died that's with, what a, it said. with a guitar in his hand. I think it was a guitar string around his arm. I think he was using it as a... Will you read yeah, for Yeah, I, I will. I want, I, that's a, that, I, I'm very uncomfortable okay. with with uh, any in inaccuracies to the article. Oh, found with the neck of a guitar. No, you're right. I'm sorry. Neck of a guitar in his hand. And he was playing guitar, guitar when he died. Yeah, that sucks. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, no, it's the entire thing. No, you're absolutely and, right. I was wrong. all of this critique in place... It doesn't. It doesn't reflect on how I feel about these. Each of these individuals yeah. as a person. Right. This list of people we've lost. I don't want to go through their names because I don't want to capitalize on them. But th every single one of them was beloved. Yeah. And cherished. Right. And important. And made contributions and made mistakes and all of that is, you know, is aside from how they died and the mistakes they made in their life. And if I could have breakfast with them yeah, dude. and eat eggs and bacon and then go skate, I would love to do that with each one of them today. Right. Yep. But that doesn't change the fact that there's important. So I, I'm a hedonist and the thing that makes me happy, I'm going to do whatever I want. What I want to do is I want to seek wisdom Yeah. <laughs> and I want to seek understanding right. sure. beyond just knowledge. Right. And I want to speak words from that, pursuit right into my generation and um i know that there are people who have a problem with that i found that out and well i think uh tough titty <laughs> i think uh your use of the term hedonism within that context isn't totally accurate correct well, just because turning the rules yeah around. which i like it I, if that's what we're doing I, we can do I'm anything yeah. so my my favorite thing to do is to fear god consider <laughs> eternity yeah and to live my life right uh, practicing, um, you know, theospection. Yeah. You know, looking to God. Yeah. And also look into myself and say, "Hey, how am I living?" And also say to you, "Hey, there's some things, man. We should talk about these things. I want." And what I love about gifted hater and yeah. dumb data and thrash talking isn't mm -hmm. necessarily the exact thing they say. Yeah. It is literally the fact that they're saying something. Yes. Which I, is honestly a yeah. sad reality yeah, because, sad. <laughs> yeah, it's a sad reality. Like when you, you know you're in a rough spot when you're like, well, at least somebody's saying something, you know, or at least it's in the lane of some sort of critique, even if it's hidden behind kind of a, like a, like a com comedic take, you know what I mean? They're actually, they describe their own work as kind of uh, shit talking. And I yeah. and that's not what I do. Sure, I'm not here to capitalize on spoofing people, but right. I'm here to I'm here to capitalize. Everyone needs their income. Yeah, but we're here to talk about cleaning out some of this garbage, and it's not cleaning it out from skateboarding or skateboarding media. Right, it's cleaning it out of our own minds. Yeah, like clean out your mind. Yeah, some of our listeners are very bound up in. Just freaking the way they were raised. Yeah. Bad things that happened to them in their lives. Yeah. And 
some people would say, I've got nothing but compassion for that. But I no, that's not me. I have compassion for that. Yep. But not nothing but compassion for that. Yeah. I have another thing besides compassion. Right. I have a compulsion to tell you. Yeah, but keep moving. Yeah, do it. Go. <laughs> keep right. Learning. Yeah, right. Grow. Change. Right. Become uh, an adult. Right. Um, even, even. Go ahead. And I mean this in both the Boston troll guy's way. <laughs> yeah. Be a man. Be a man. But yeah, also, uh, be, I, I like adult better because some of our listeners need to be a woman. You know. Yeah. Sure. And uh, I see we have Eric Sanders piping in on here, and Eric yeah. has a, a great personal story about buying it, hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. The Thrasher, how to live. Thrasher really did teach people how to live. Well, and one of the things within this That's article that I'd like to talk about is that, so the guy who owns Thrasher, his name is Tony, and I don't know how to say his last Vitello. name. Vitello. Vitello. Okay. Fausto's son. I wasn't for sure if it was yeah. a Y or you did the L. So Tony Vitello says here, he says, Vitello also struggled with the decision to withhold Phelps' cause of death, admitting that he still carries guilt for covering Phelps while he was alive. Then he says... Covering for Phelps. Yeah. While, yeah. yeah. He couldn't really form a sentence. He was slurring his words and drooling. Yes, Vitello said, I can't totally dodge the idea that I had somebody working for me that was a danger not only to himself but to other people. He said, Phelps long prided himself on being the smartest person in the room, a title that Vitello said his addiction stripped from him. He said that the stigma and shame for Phelps didn't come from the pressure of society, but rather what his drug use turned him into. The, the reason that I think that that little section is important is because it is a vignette and it highlights one of the avenues that pure unadulterated hedonism in the form of skateboarding, you know, skate till you die, make the trick, commit every time, which was something that Phelps was really down for. You can tell that that's the price that a person has to pay because another thing that they talk about within the article is the fact that they think the reason that Phelps went into drugs is because he wasn't able to skate the way that he felt like he should be able to. And his sister in the article says that she's started to see a difference in Phelps right here. Mary, Marie Phelps, Jake's sister, said that she noticed a shift in Phelps' behavior after he had surgery on a repeated injury elbow a few years before he died. That elbow was gnarly. And you can see, like... If you want to be full-blown skater, you're going to run the risk of sustaining lifelong injuries that are going to make you not be able to skate the way that you wish you could. And sometimes the result of those things are things like addiction to alcohol, addiction to opiates. And sometimes the end of those things is horrible death. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I do. This is part. This is like a, such a good vignette. This is what drives me to speak out. This is a, a reason that I like doing the podcast with you because we are talking about these things and they're so terribly important. This is why the shut up and skate. This is why the, you know, come correct, don't come at all. This is why the core culture is bothersome because there are avenues and some of them very wide within their ethos that drive people to this end. And you can see it. I think that our point is proven, or at least mine is in that because it's Phelps. It's, um, it's all the other boys that did the same thing. It's Monk, it's Phelps, it's um, uh, Jeff Grasso, on and on and on. And and even, and I, everything you're saying is, yeah. sp is, is solid. Yeah. Um, there's a false authority that that is exercised by your corporate overlords. Sure. It plays out in the 
branding agencies of your favorite brands. Yeah. It plays out through the example and the words of our skateboarding hero class. Yeah. Um, the the wild partying and and the the irresponsible hedonistic living that are causing death. Um, this false authority. I mean, Phelps was the pinnacle of it. Yeah. He operated in a complete gatekeeping authority over everything that happened in skateboarding in the mind of the Thrasher <clears throat> fandom. Yeah. And that fandom has kind of been handed over by, I think this is highly debatable, and I'm sure. not very interested in the debate, but right. the Lower Bob's crew really seems to have the swoop. Sure. Wh whoever's making decisions at Thrasher seems to kind of ha have handed the mantle over to several personalities, with Neckface being a key one. Um, and they are... Can, they've kind of, I don't know, they, they're carrying the torch. Yeah, yeah, that, yes. Because uh, Jake Phelps was the one who always gave out skate early gear. He was always the one pushing everybody, don't bail, just eat shit. Yes. You can see what just eating shit and don't bail and don't worry about anything except total skateboarding. That It can drive a person into that route. I think it's unfair to say that that's the only route it can drive a person. But at the, at the very least, you can see that a person would end up totally physically broken and like... Mentally unprepared to l interact with um, reality without that even crutch, you know. Skateboarding could, you know, with without that overarching ethos, you know. And it's actually really sad. I, that's why, you know, skate till you die or whatever. Or the overarching um, cultural push: S skate or die. Yeah. Skate and destroy. Skate and destroy. All that stuff. I yeah. reject. To some extent, because I mm -hmm. think that it's a thing that bankrupts people mentally and physically and emotionally, and it has to be more than that. You know what I mean? If if you're gonna live a life with purpose and meaning, you can derive some from skateboarding, but I don't know that it can be the end all and the end all be all for people. Though I'm sure there people are definitely trying, you know. And maybe there are some people who yeah. can accept the fact that they're not going to be a great skateboarder, and that's ah. just the way they want to live, and they're just pushing forward. And they're going to live their entire life like that. I, I yeah. But go but ahead. the person who, the profile of a person, yeah, who is happy with their just riding their skateboard, right? And they may be very gifted, and yeah. they may have persevered and and carved out some amazing tricks, yeah. All right. Um, most of the tricksters I know have a very hard attitude on themselves. Sure. They are blood, sweat, and tears. Right. Blood in the sand, full gladiator arena, yes. full alpha pursuit on getting the trick. Sure. Okay. But that's not everyone. There are some very, very cool, interesting unicorn people out there who are happy. Yeah. And haven't taken this bait, hook, hook line, and sinker to chase after the glory of, of that culture. Sure. Um, and and I, I'm uh, you know I'm not I'm not automatically critical of people who are good at skateboarding, but when a person gets good at skateboarding and they receive these accolades, the high fives and the and the bro hugs, sure, there's a temptation for them not to round out and finish becoming a person, right? 
And especially if they get into the money lane. Sure. And they can choose to not do, like, life. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, and do some normal stuff. Right. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm critical of that, but not without respect to how hard it is to turn and to get on a different track. Yeah. And I know that I can be hard to understand. Sure. Uh, because it's like, you're just hating on yeah. people who are good at skateboarding because yeah. you're no good at skateboarding. Right. Um, I don't believe that I'm no good at skateboarding or that I'm not a real skateboarder. Right. Um, I think that's a dumb argument. I agree. Uh, the idea that I'm arguing against all this encouragement of self-destructive stuff mm -hmm. um, because I'm jealous of <laughs> tricks. Yeah, right. That's what we call a dumb argument. It's at least lazy. Yeah. It's lazy. It's, it's lazy. facile. You're picking yeah. some low-hanging fruit. Right. But, you know, in terms of who's a good skateboarder and who's not a good skateboarder, right. um, that's also dumb. <laughs> yeah. Because um, right. I'm not a terrible skateboarder. No. That's just not the case. Right. And, uh, you know, like, I remember years and years of the, he's not a real skateboarder. <laughs> um, he's, he's a God-fearer. Yeah. They don't belong in skateboarding. Yeah. That's a, that's a dark road to go down. Is that yeah. the way things are going to be? Right. That's not even, who has any time for that? Yes. Um, or, uh, you know, um. The, I, the thing is, like, if I, hey, I would just like if if I come out and start kick flipping my giant thirty three inch, <laughs> thirty four right. inch long yeah, board, right. and stuff like that, and start three flipping and doing stuff like that, none of that will change any of the material that we're treating here. No, there's nothing I can do to qualify ideas and arguments that are already self evident. Yeah. And solid. You yeah. know, so I'm, I'm not even going to, like, do that thing. Right. Um, I'll do whatever I want to on my skateboard. And if that includes um, generations of good skaters never learn to ollie. It's at this point that yeah. I would I would uh, say to the folks who are like, you're just mad that you can't kickflip. I would, uh, once again, I would say, let me jump on that hand grenade. Yeah. Sure I am. Dude, kickflips are cool, man. They're very cool. They're badass, yeah. They're very cool. And yeah. I'm not just mad I can't kickflip, which right. I can. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. I'm not just mad that I... I I'm mad that though I can kickflip, right. that when I kickflip, the kickflips are terrible. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> okay. They're not even boned out. They're yeah, not at all. right. There's They're like no, two inches off the I'm ground. I'm rolling this thing <laughs> Yeah, over. right. Almost by know. accident. Right. right. So, yeah. so, I mean, I... <laughs> You know, it's probably grown back to some extent, but the fascia on the outside of my of my front foot is not intact. Yeah. And so when I kick flip, my foot tends to dislocate. Just subluxate. It tends to pop out and yeah, pop yeah, in. Yeah, sure, so right. So it hasn't come out all the way. Good. But I just have never preferred doing stuff that makes me maybe not be able to skate for a while. Sure. So, yeah. Okay, sure. Fine. Um Am I grumpy about that? Not at all. Yeah, I know. Because I get cheered up. And you know what cheers me up? Riding my skateboard the way that I do like to ride it. Crazy dog. All right. So <laughs> putting aside arguments that I'm just a jealous little Nancy. Right. Um, 
No, I hate conformity for conformity's sake. I hate standards of conformity that are that are market driven by corporate interests that want to keep selling you garbage, yeah, uh, factory garbage, right? When you have a, a perfectly good option to do other things, if you even knew, but you'll never know those things are going on because the media that teaches you how to be a skateboarder, right. all, all you o obedient, you know, drone level skaters, <laughs> right. have sucked down this concept of legitimacy. This is where I'm not criticizing and punching up to them. I'm punching directly sideways to you, Dang. the skateboarder. Hey, wake up. You've been sold a bill of goods right. by your corporate overlord. Yeah. You know, for years. Right. These guys don't have it together. You shouldn't have looked to them for your organizing philosophies in life. Sure. You should you got a good thing going with that little wheelie board of yours, but yep. you don't have a good thing going listening to, admiring, and aspiring to replicate the example. Right. Of your mainstream guys. Yep. It's a false authority in your life that was yep. never about that. Find right. some better authority. Right. Question authority, not just for the sake of being a rebellious little nonce, right. but for, you know, being a petulant little brat all yeah. the time, right. but for the sake of discovering yep. reliable authority in your life. Hmm. Go further. Like some people love to ask philosophical questions, but they hate getting philosophical answers. answers. I know, dude. They want Jeez. they they want to keep swimming. They don't want to touch bedrock. I get it. Right. I get it because finding and discovering real authority for forming your life can make you feel bad. You may have to change some of the ways that you live, and um, yeah, but I'm for it. I'm interested in the uh, the fact that I'm going to make a correlation. I don't know if it's true or not. Do it, Luke. But I see a correlation between sports or art forms or things that people are really passionate and like to do that are based in passion Look. and don't have it. And, and whose driving ethos is do it however you want. Um, you can see that they're really prone to being bled dry usually by the people who are pushing that ethic the hardest um the, yeah they're bled they're bled dry and the um bandwidth is driven really small and you can see inside that uh real hypocrisy and just like a um man parrot like i think about thrasher and the barracks and i'm like dude these guys are total parasites because they're the first person to tell you you know, come correct, be core, skateboarding is all from the heart. And then they'll say, ever, you know, skateboarding is for everybody and uh, and be totally hypocritical within their own driving narrative, but then also be the guys who are making a bunch of money off of all the skateboarding that happens. You know what I mean? So everybody else just wants to go skate and get skateboarding gear and be a part of what's happening because they're so revved up on skateboarding. Um, and you can see that the, the the it is not a symbiotic relationship at all. It's a parasitic it's, relationship. It's a, it's a parasitic relationship, and it's kind of it's a little dark, especially when at the end of all the roads, there's just like dead bodies of your heroes with fentanyl in their system, and people's lives have been totally destroyed by alcohol poisoning, and people who can't walk anymore who just gatekeep now because they just destroyed themselves skateboarding. And 
I think you're so right. Like we're not punching up. That's fine. We're punching sideways because it's our responsibility as just human adults to decide what we want to be a part of. And as much as we all wish that there was something we could do that we didn't have to deal with these things, you can see what not dealing with these things and just shutting up and skating are doing. Because skateboarding is not, in my opinion, does not inherently fulfill a person. It is so empty. Dude, I remember just even starting skateboarding and I freaking loved it. And I was so down. I was getting broke off all the time. But I remember feeling like, wow, this definitely is for an overarching like spiritual, mental, emotional fulfillment. This is not it. No, it's not. This is not it. This no. is not enough by a long shot to fulfill me. Because as soon as you leave the skate park, you just feel empty again. Or as soon as you go to the skate park and you have a bad session, you're done. Like you just, there's nothing there. You can see it's all smoke and mirrors. It bothers me. It, is it really, really bothers me. So it seems like we've, we've kind of, we've gone from talking about, you know, um, drugs are bad. People who encourage you into that stuff yeah. are even worse. Yes. Is that true? I, I don't know if well, that's true. That's but, fine. It's an opinion. But, but right pe now. people who think that that's cool right. aren't cool. Yeah. Um, but what do you do when that's your corporate overlords who own the airwaves? And anytime somebody critiques that, they get crushed. Right. You know, they can't go to the bar near their house because they're going to get, right. and, you know, like shoved, pushed, or, you right. know, I got shoved three times by sponsored skateboarders at public you know events and i just stopped going because i do not as a as a grown adult male i do not aspire to um have my life taken up by the civil suits and the criminal issues that would be part and parcel of those things happening because you know there i've seen a million bar fights dude i've seen plenty of bar fights at punk shows and things like that nobody gets bound up on any charges or anything like that the cops will even come right everybody go but you know the minute i get in one <laughs> yeah it's that i'm gonna be thrown in jail right i know how it goes right you know, so i'm not a, i'm not about that no and i don't have an ego right. attached to those things so yeah okay fine man have the bar have the premieres for yeah, a t-shirt right, right. t-shirt premieres and and uh have the documentaries about yourselves and all that stuff have all that that's fine i'll be out here with the kooks yep and playing on my skateboard and being nice to scooter kids who are just kids you should be nice to kids yeah come on man um, <laughs> right and uh it, but the, we've gone from talking about some of the most sinister things yeah to you actually you're talking about you're talking about the deeper ethics yeah. of life yeah. and fulfillment right? and how, and, and the reason I think this is worth highlighting is because there's an attitude and an idea form right. in the mind of mainstream skateboarding. Mm -hmm. You may be a skateboarder watching this and this may fit you like a glove. And this, the, I think it's a bad idea. And the idea is, Hashtag thank you skateboarding <laughs> yeah. or hashtag right. skateboarding saved my life. Right. Um, and it is this idea form, this glob of ideas in which the meaning of my life is found in riding the wooden toy. Right. And um, it still is better than 
sports that play with balls and bats and things like that, in my opinion. Right. But, you know, football doesn't save... You give your life for the money in football, and very few people get any. Yeah. And, man, have I ever known a lot of guys who, from the time they were 18 years old, had a bad knee... Yep. And then they had to become an electrician and go through crawl spaces with a rebuilt knee yeah. in the 90s and the 80s. You know, yeah. and like, right. like I, it's not worth as much as they're telling you. Yeah. It's just not worth, skateboarding is not worth your health. Yeah. It's not worth it. Um, I saw a video of a kid jumping down a thing today and I texted it over luke it wasn't that risky or anything but it was sure. one more of those clips right we got a little kid for nothing but bro hugs high fives and clout jumping down a big old thing get to the bottom of it he's got about 15 18 feet of run out yeah into grass yeah and i'm just like man like i don't know how many tries it took yeah, it just didn't look like it took a hundred tries, but that's the kind of stuff that's in your mainstream stuff. Guys are right. stacking up clips and getting concussions. And and don't even get me started about yeah, you know, we talked about drugs, we talked about alcohol. Right. What about C T E? chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Uh. You know, what about that? I mean I've watched so, there's there are clip reels that if you didn't have your armor on, you might actually be encouraged to get a brain injury while you're skateboarding because of the legitimacy that that gives you. Sure. You might be skater of the year because you, um, let's see, so saved, gave me the ability and the confidence to approach other things. See, even in the way this is put... Uh, skateboarding saved my life is true. Skateboarding gave me the ability and the confidence to approach other parts of life with the same sort of zest and perseverance that I applied to skateboarding. Yeah, the thing is, skateboarding was the cup, but the wine in the cup was your own perseverance and your own discipline mm. and your own practice and your advancement in degrees and levels of, of, of capability. The confidence that you got didn't come from skateboarding. It could have been karate. It could have been football. It could have been wrestling team or Brazilian jiu-jitsu. It could have been freaking cycling. It could have been archery. It could have been that thing where they swim yeah. and then they... What like they triathlons Yeah, it could have been Ironmans yeah. and triathlons. Right. It could have been Jocko Willink or David Goggins or the military. Sure. You know, it could have been a number of things, but all those things aren't what it is they are opportunities within which you form and you display to yourself what you are and there's some really positive oh the fact that it was skateboarding yeah um you know look man i'm not here to have a debate on whether you're allowed to put hashtag skateboarding without lou right. coming on your page and <laughs> yeah. giving you a lecture right you've known lou for like 15 years yeah and not a single time right have i gone on someone else's page and written them a lecture but this sure. is my in podcast <laughs> right and <laughs> So you tune in to me to hear what I think. Mm. Things that I'm not going on your Facebook and Twitter and, you know, 
shit talk or wherever you are. I'm not right. going on your stuff and saying this. I'm going on my stuff and saying this. And I really think that it's fine if you have trouble splitting this hair in some sort of a conversation, you know, in which we're batting it around. But I I say to you with some degree of, of assurance that, nah, yeah, man, it's actually not skateboarding. Skateboarding is playing. Playing is how we learn. Learning is what matters. And if skateboarding was a way that you learned some things, and it, you go do something else and learn the rest of the things. Okay, and I might not be talking to the person that is uh, writing here. Yeah. Uh, there are things we need to learn that skateboarding can't teach us. Sure. And we got to go and learn those things too. I wrote down here, like, uh, while Luke was talking, I wrote, uh, you know, you can do whatever you want on your skateboard and you can learn a lot of things by doing that. Right. But in life... You know, um, what, what's so weird is that in life, you know, watch your alcohol intake. Stay away from drugs. Sure. Stay away from people who encourage you to use drugs. <laughs> sure. And live righteously. Like, do the right thing. Sure. Even when it hurts. And tell the truth, even in small things. Practice the truth. Yeah. And humble yourself and do some clean your room. <laughs> clean your room. <laughs> clean yes, your dude. room. Make your bed and clean your room. We've got 50 <laughs> seconds left on the podcast, just wow. so you know, which is such a travesty because this is such a good this is such a good conversation. Well, this was 90, 90 minutes spent with the Captain Lou podcast. We're on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play, Google Play, YouTube, all, all of the things. We're we're packing it out on YouTube. These Tink episodes Tonk, are Instant on. Uh, we've got them on my uh, Facebook. They go from Facebook to YouTube. Enjoy. Enjoy. Thanks, friends. Laters.